0: Hi it's Ginger Bell. Today is Wednesday, April 22nd. Happy Earth Day and welcome to the next episode of Flatten the Curve, Not the Spirit. So this day in the United States, we have over 820,000 confirmed coronavirus cases. We unfortunately have over 45,000 deaths, but we have 83,000 plus that have recovered. So Enjoy this Wednesday. Happy Earth Day and enjoy this episode of Flatten the Curve, Not the Spirit. Hi there, it's Ginger Bell, and I'm here with another episode of Flatten the Curve, Not the Spirit. And today I have with me Karen Carr, and she is calling in today from Savannah, Georgia. Beautiful, beautiful place. And Karen, thanks so much for joining us today. And you come from the real estate side, so I'm anxious to hear... How you're staying positive? What you're telling agents they need to be doing, and uh, you know just what to focus on to get through this.
1: Well, thank you so much for having me, Ginger. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, it's a crazy time. I mean, we've never seen anything like this before. And I had gotten my real estate license in 2005, and then the market completely crashed. <laughs> <Even> <laughs> that was nothing like this. Right. That was for a whole different reason. So, and I came through that not only did I come through it, 2008 was the best year in real estate that I've ever had before or since. Nice. So I know that you can thrive in a crazy market if you can just figure out what your new reality is and how to adapt. I think exactly. it's the people that curl up into the fetal position and are so afraid that they can't, make any changes. Those are the ones that are going to have, that are going to really struggle. So let's all collectively try to change our minds and have a positive mindset and figure out what we can do to move forward so that we don't let this get the best of us.
0: Absolutely. So, you know, being positive, I think is so important. Are you reading anything in particular that is helping you? Are you have a schedule that you're going through? You know, we're, I'm into this week one now. Well, I, the first week, so I think we're going into the second week for most of us as far as being home and I travel a lot so for me it's kind of like changing my routine and making sure that I'm doing the things that I regularly should be doing. So what are the things that you're doing to help to, to keep that positivity going?
1: Yeah, my schedule has changed a lot too. I had so many upcoming trips uh, canceled at the last minute. It's like, wow, okay. And now the kids are home. So we're learning how to be (laughs) homeschool parents, which is all fun. Luckily, my husband is here too. And so he's kind of, you know, taking care of the the homeschooling part of things while I'm trying to keep business going. But yeah, very crazy. Um, I listen to a lot of podcasts and they're all still out there giving great messages. Right. And everybody that I'm listening to, uh, I listen to a lot of marketing podcasts. So uh, Amy Porterfield mm-hmm. and um, who else? I'm trying to think of um, Rick Mulready who talks a lot about Facebook advertising. Um, then I listen to things like about manifestation and positive affirmations and things like that. And and just trying to listen to that stuff and just soak it in and it's all stuff that i believed in before but it's harder to to make it to make it apply you know what i mean when when times are challenging it's not as easy to say those things to yourself and still believe them and so it's really a matter of like saying it to yourself over and over and over again until you start to believe it and you start to think okay the world is not coming to an end we are not right. going to you know we, I, I don't really have a routine, per se. I get up in the morning, I drink my coffee, I stick my earbuds in, I start listening to things with a positive message so that I will start my, my day on the right foot. Right. Well, and I think looking for those
0: positive messages is, are, are very important. Um, uh, Jack Canfield, who is phenomenal, wrote the, the book series, Chicken Soup for the Soul. And uh, I had the pleasure of writing a book with him as well. And he sent out a message um, over the weekend that had links to positive news about what's happening with the virus, you know, treatments that have been successful. Um, uh, He talked about there was a 103-year-old woman in, in Wuhan, China, who survived, the number that have survived. And so really focusing on the positive things that are coming out of this is very important, you know, not just for your mindset, but also for your health. So it's important to be able to make sure you're doing that so on the real estate side obviously we know this is going to be around for a while as far as changes and until we get to a vaccine and the numbers really decrease you know showing homes are completely different now and so what are some of the creative things that you're seeing agents do in order to be um, you know active uh, and continue to sell homes and you know virtual tours? um, you know, private viewings. I mean, what are some of the things that you're seeing?
1: Yeah, virtual tours has taken off like a rocket, hasn't it? It's actually something that we've been doing on my team for a couple of years now because we have a lot of people relocate to Savannah from other areas and they don't have the luxury of going out and seeing houses every Saturday. So we will say, hey, listen, if you would like to hire us to work with you, we will send you lists of properties. And when you say, oh, I really like this one, we'll go take a virtual tour of it. I mean, a lot of people can do that with FaceTime. For us, FaceTime didn't work all that great because you're, you're relying on the Wi-Fi connection when you're there and both right. people have to be online simultaneously. And when there's a major time difference, that's hard. I mean, I had one uh, client that was, where was he? I think he was in Japan and it was something like a 13 hour time difference. So I can't really go see houses at seven in the morning the right. sellers are not all that excited about <laughs> yeah, it. Really. Instead, Can you get up and out the door? <laughs> right? You know, I know that you're still in your pajamas. Yeah, so it's, okay. it's okay. Like, you just go stand in the backyard. It'll all work. <laughs> <laughs> and then the minute you would hang up the phone, you're driving away. Like, you've hit the freeway, you're on your way home. They would call back and say, oh, I forgot to say, like, what does the pantry look like? So what do you do? You turn around and go back and you do it all over again. So we started doing 360 tours with a 360 camera where I would go over and I would just hold my little 360 camera, take a video, upload it, send them the link, and then they could watch it over and over and over again if they wanted. And that way I was doing it when it was convenient for me. Like I could make an appointment to go over on Wednesday morning at 10, instead of having to do it at seven in the morning, or you know, in the evenings or whatever. I mean, I could go during normal business hours when my kids were in school and make it convenient for myself. And then once I uploaded the video and sent them the link, they could watch it on their lunch hour or when they were home you know, after work with their spouse and they could send it to their mom and dad and get a second opinion. So we've been doing that for a long time, mostly just to help the people that were house hunting from out of state. And so that's been a major part of my business practice now for a couple of years, and I'm so grateful that it's something we were already doing because right. now it's really coming in handy. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. How
0: about like private? Because you know, if you have an open house, I think open houses are going to be gone for a while. But if you have, you know, if you want to do like an, a private viewing, you know, have are people starting to do that where it's by appointment only and you have one day and they can go in and, and do that and view it privately.
1: Yeah, I'm not really sure what other agents are doing yet. I put a new listing on the market on Friday and wow. I had two showings on Friday, two showings on Saturday. So they were still doing one-on-one appointments, um, the house is vacant, so I didn't have to worry about the sellers having to take off or anything. Right. For me, if somebody really wants to see the house in person, let's say I've already taken the video, I've given them the video and they say, I love it, but I don't want to write an offer sight unseen. Right. I mean, I'm thinking that the, the best way to handle it would be you drive separately, you both arrive, the client waits in their car, the realtor right. goes in, opens all of the doors, turns on all of the lights, you know, comes back outside and then lets the buyer go in alone. Maybe you guys are talking on the phone, um, saying, "Do you have any questions? What do you think?" So you're not in there trying to keep 10 feet of distance between you at the same time. I'm not really, I haven't done any yet, so I'm not sure exactly how that would work. But just trying to minimize the the risk to everybody. Right. Then if the buyer goes back out, gets in their car agent comes in with like a thing of Clorox wipes or something and wipes down light switches and locks up the house, gets in their car, and then we get back on the phone and say, so what do you think? Is this a contender? Do we like it? Do we not like it? What do you think? Um, I mean, what a bizarre I know. Who would have ever thought (laughs) I know. I, I was like remembering that movie from the 70s with John Travolta, The Boy in the Bubble, and I'm picturing stuff like this in my head. Yeah. But I mean, that, but I mean,
0: that's a thought process to go through. And I think that's a smart one and thinking, okay, making sure, you know, both parties on the seller and the buyer side are safe and feel comfortable doing that. Yeah. And so, you know, being able to offer that as a service as an agent and kind of walk through the mindset of what you need to do in order to provide that, um, you know, security and that peace of mind, because, you know, I mean, we're hearing things that it can, the virus can last for up to 72 hours on cardboard. I don't, you know, and I mean, there's all, whenever there's something like this, there's always truths and then there's always myths. Mm -hmm. Um, So, but because we don't know, always err on the side of caution. And so I like that idea of being able to provide that to where, you know, you can both arrive and be there, but not have to have that um, risk as far as the, the six feet or the 10 feet, <laughs> is it gone to 10 feet? <laughs>
1: no, it's it's six feet. But then again, I had to go to the grocery store on Saturday morning to get a few things. And there I just felt like everybody was like right on top of me. And it was like, no, um, get back. And so I thought six feet isn't enough. I want 10 feet. I want, want <laughs> 10 feet back up. But man, yeah. I got to tell you that our, our supermarket at Hunter Army Airfield was amazing. They had it down to a science. Nice. People had started lining up outside the door prior to the opening time. And then we were all trying to keep a little bit of a distance. And then they would open the door, they would take your cart from you, they would wipe down the handle with disinfectant, put a squirt of hand soap on your hand, you went into the bathroom, washed your hands, came back out, put your clean hand on your clean cart, and went through the door. Still no toilet paper, still no paper towels, but at least we could get milk, (laughs) bread, and cereal and stuff like that. But boy, it it was so bizarre. It was very weird, it was like, I feel like I should be filming this, because it does, It seems like something out of a movie.
0: Yeah, yeah, well, and, um, you know, we'll all be watching the the movie this time next year, mm-hmm. um, and Tom Hanks will make his cameo appearance, <laughs> yes. having survived, and uh, and so, yeah. But, you know, I think making through that, and, and those are the things that you're going through. I'm assuming you're not taking your kids um, to go to the store, as far as limiting them but you know having kids at home you know being able to take care of yourself and your mindset and keep that game face on is so important so you know what are the things what are the conversations that you're having with your kids about this
1: yeah it's weird because all you know my older daughter is in high school so she understands it but my little one is in first grade and and, you know, trying to explain to him why you can't go down the street and play with your friend, even though you're all home. And they're like, what? Why, why not? Why can't I go play with my friends? It's trying to explain to them enough to make it so they get it without overwhelming them with details and certainly don't want to frighten them in any way. Right. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So we're just saying things like, you know, when you get the flu and how terrible you feel. Well, there's a, a flu strain right now that is super, super, super contagious. And we don't want everybody in the whole world to get it at the same time. So they've just canceled school so we can all stay home. And that way, hopefully you won't get it. But that means you also can't go play with your friends and stuff. So oh, thank goodness he has an Xbox. That's all I can say, <laughs> otherwise I don't know how I would entertain that kid 24 <laughs> seven.
0: Well, I can share with you, we went and got my mother-in-law, my 83-year-old mother-in-law from her house um, and brought her to stay with us throughout this process. She had fallen prior to this and had hurt her back. And so we just wanted to keep her safe and not have a nurse come in to take care of her. And she's stubborn anyway. She didn't want to go any place else. So it's like, okay, you're just going to come stay with us. And so... um, She's doing much better, and the other night, we took her for just a you know walk up the block, and my son had brought home his Switch when he was home from college at Christmas, and we played um, Jeopardy, and okay. so she says, can we play Jeopardy, and I said, well, we don't have the Switch, so I had called my son over the weekend, and I said, can you get one ordered for Nan and send it to the house, because I think it'd probably be good for her to be on it. Because she's on the news all the time. And so that's just not a good thing to be on CNN all the time. So we're looking for other things to entertain her. And we could not find a switch online to save our lives. And so I had called our local um, market, which is like a Kroger. They're called Fred Meyer in Oregon. And and, uh, they were able to find one and hold it for me. And so I drove over there and got it. They had gotten two in and the guy that was selling he says so you're going to use this i said yeah i'm actually you know parents buy these for their kids and this is actually we're kids buying it for our parents right. <laughs> and so you know I got the Jeopardy game and she was so excited last night because we got her set up on it and she could play it and it was just you know it was a nice distraction so you know finding those kind of things that still bring joy is important we had beautiful weather um, in Oregon which is unusual this time of year but it was you know sunny and 60 degrees and you know I put a table up outside and put a tablecloth on it and some flowers and we had brunch outside yesterday with champagne and so that helped. And we we actually just read through recipe books. It's like, let's look at some recipe books. And then we started talking about, you know, her recipes. I said, you know what, maybe we can write down some of your recipes. This is a good time for you to do that. And you can write a family recipe book. So I think looking for those other things that are positive distractions are so important right now.
1: Agreed. My daughter really likes to cook, and normally all she ever does is bake sweets that, you know, add 10 pounds to my waistline. So I was like, <laughs> if you're going to be cooking, can you like make dinner one day? And so she made us dinner the other day. That was nice. Right. I was like, oh, this is awesome. We're going <laughs> to like really pick up this hobby. <laughs> Absolutely.
0: So I know you have um, training that you do for agents as far as how to utilize YouTube. And now it's a great time for agents, anyone, you know, I do a lot on the mortgage side, so things that they should be doing on YouTube mm-hmm. right now. So what are the what are the messages that they should be creating on YouTube right now?
1: Well, it's kind of weird in that, you know, you're probably not gonna get on and say, mortgage rates are the lowest they've been, right. in and stuff like that, right? So we're trying to figure out what can we talk about where we're not coming across as trying to profit off of this terrible Absolutely. situation. But still be out there because here's the thing, with YouTube, it's a search engine and people are going on there looking for your information. It's not like it just pops up into their timeline willy-nilly. They were searching for it and that's why you show up in the search results. And people are just home with, with their screens in their hand 24 hours a day, it seems. And so there's more opportunity for you to be found by your ideal audience than ever before. So maybe it's just a lot of talking about your town, talking about your area, things that you can do with kids. Uh, I interviewed somebody today that's a homeschool mom and said, can you give us tips on how we can homeschool our kids for people that like we didn't ever do this but now like I'm gonna be homeschooling my children for at least the next month and I don't know what I'm doing so can you give us some tips like what's a good schedule and how do you get them on board with it how do you get them to cooperate and not be like "Ah, I don't want to do this and so it's not necessarily going to be videos that will result in a lead for you whereas prior to this that was my strategy it was like You know you're going to be on YouTube making a video. You can be interviewing local restaurant owners and saying look at this great restaurant but the person who goes to YouTube looking for you know the best taco stand in town is not necessarily looking to buy or sell real estate right now. So if you're going to make a video why not make it on a real estate topic so that somebody who is looking to buy or sell would find your content. Now it's kind of like we're redoing the strategy of, okay, maybe it's less about trying to get a lead for the business and just build the community. Build your viewership, your audience, because the more people that follow your channel and watch your content, when all of this is over and we go back to normal, now you're gonna have a huge audience of people that follow your content that know, like, and trust you. So now when the time does come for them to be ready to buy or sell a house or need a mortgage, they already know you and it's going to be a no brainer for them to choose you.
0: Absolutely. Great, great advice. Very good. Well, Karen, thank you so much for joining us. I truly, truly appreciate it. And uh, what is the name of your YouTube channel so that viewers can go and find you and watch some of your YouTube videos as well?
1: Sure. The channel I have for uh, people in the real estate industry is called YouTube for Agents. It's just youtube.com forward slash Karen Carr, but the name of the channel is YouTube for Agents. Uh, The channel that I have for my community of um, people that live in Savannah that are interested in buying and selling is called Georgia Coast Homes. Nice. And you're welcome to follow me on either place.
0: Very good. Well, I will do that. And I want to thank you so much for joining us. Good luck with that uh, homeschooling. <laughs>
1: yes, thank you. It's a lot of fun.
0: And uh, yeah, and I look forward to seeing you sometime live face to face when we get I know, through That a
1: nice change, huh? Yes,
0: absolutely. So take thank care. You. Have a great day. And thank yes. you for tuning in for this episode of Flatten the Curve, Not the Spirit.